Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Thanks for being with us on Labor Day, the unofficial end of summer. Actually, I think summer ends on, what is it, the 21st or the 23rd, whenever the equinox is. But, you know, today is the end of summer officially. That said, we're going to get some really warm weather in Northern California for the foreseeable. That's just the way it goes. But it's time to turn our attention to football. Kevin Michael, Whitey Gleason, Alan Stiles with you for another hour here on 95.7 The Game. 49ers taking on the Bears. They're going to kill the Bears, right? We don't know a lot about... We don't know how Trey's going to play. Uh, We don't know about this offensive line. You never know about a lot of things when the season starts. But don't we know that much, Alan? The 49ers should have no problems against the Bears, right? That's what we think we know. That's what we think we know. Yes. That's what we think we know, which... I don't know how much you want to take to the bank with that. But all we do know is that if you... And the game isn't played on paper, but on paper, the Niners should take care of business. Last year, the 49ers took care of the Bears on uh, Halloween, right? Remember, I was one of Jimmy mm-hmm. G's best games of the year. Mm-hmm. So they were turning the season around. But the Bears have a new head coach in Matt Eberflus, who used to be a, he was a coordinator with uh, uh, the Colts. The Bears' defense last year was terrible. But in some ways, these teams are similar in some ways. Obviously, a lot of people see the 49ers as a team with a chance to advance in the postseason. Most people don't see the Bears as a team that has a chance to even get to the postseason. That said, you've got quarterbacks who were taken in the same draft. You've got two guys that are trying to prove that they're uh, franchise pieces moving forward. And also, Alan, you've got two teams that are really looking for answers on the offensive line. Yes. And you made a good – I like that word, prove. I feel like we haven't used that word enough. With Trey Lance, and, and I don't think it, this should be some type of varsity football competition. I mean, you went up, you're paying him a lot of money in terms of a rookie deal. Obviously, he's going to be the guy. But he does have something to prove. And it doesn't. It shouldn't matter if Jimmy's back there or not, because either way, he's shown us not very much. And that's not a, a, an indictment or a slight on Trey Lance. He just hasn't played very much. So I think using that word prove to, to, to copy what you just did it does hit different, as the kids say, because we're all stuck on Jimmy being the backup. But either way, Trey would have to eventually prove something. Mm-hmm. Maybe he would have had a longer opportunity without Jimmy G on the team. But the idea that he wasn't going to have to ball out at some point, that wouldn't have made a difference either way. What do you think Kyle Shanahan's biggest concerns are with, with Trey Lance? And what are your 
main concerns? Again, I know there's a lot of unknown, mm-hmm. but what do you think that they see as, boy, this is potentially downside with this guy? It's everything that's been documented. I mean, what we are trying to figure out is, okay, so Kyle Shanahan has had RG3. He had a certain type of offense, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan's MVP that season. And then you have Jimmy Garoppolo and the Nick Mullins of the world and those types of guys. And from what we've seen... With Jimmy specifically, those mid-level throws, right? The seven-yarders, yep. the yep. Eight-yard, those guys. And that is what has been reported. And this is not media saying anything. This is their eyes, right? They're at training camp. Hey, Trey, is, he's missing these throws. He completed half of his passes in camp. And I know some people said, you're an idiot if you put any stock in any camp, quote-unquote, numbers. However, given what we think we know about Trey and some of his accuracy issues, I'm with you. That's at least a, at least a yellow flag. It's, yeah, it's got to be at least a yellow flag. It's definitely not a green light. Right. It's definitely not a green Thank light. You. We know that. So, yeah. And when you're talking about this offensive line and its question marks, he's going to have to get rid of the ball quick, and it's going to be those types of patterns. And one thing that we talk about in terms of Jimmy G is, no, he doesn't necessarily have the big arm, but when he is – when he isn't throwing the ball to the other team. He is pretty darn accurate and accurate in the way of completion percentage doesn't necessarily uh, recognize your ability for the yak. Isn't that funny? And they love the yak. I agree with you 100%, but what you just said sounds idiotic. And I agree with you. But I've said it myself. He's really accurate as long as he's not throwing the ball to the other team. That's why you end up moving off of Jimmy, because it's a real puzzler. But yeah, he can be sharp, sharp, sharp. He can be a big-time third down player and then every so often it's like what were you even looking at Mm -hmm. yeah when jimmy is rolling it looks like a well-oiled machine it it's not flashy or anything like that but it looks they are they know what they're trying to do and they're just boom 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 trey lance i feel there's going to be a lot it's going to be more of a roller coaster and there's going to be there's going to be times in the season where you're thinking trey lance is going to be the next the next big guy on campus, mm-hmm. and there are going to be other times when you're going to want to throw your TV out the window. That, yeah. That's just what comes with the territory. From the 510, Trey holds the ball one second longer than Jimmy G. That one second gives the defense just enough time to get a sack. I, I think that's an essential question going forward, and I think that's going to be one of the biggest issues I would expect that Trey and Kyle have is you got to get the ball out quicker. Mm-hmm. Because as we discussed earlier, Trey has always benefited from not getting the ball out quick because of his unique talents. He has the ability to make things happen with his arm, with his legs, but he needs a little extra time to wait for things to develop. So mm-hmm. I think that's going to be an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Especially and, with this line. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. We don't know how much time you're going to have. So it's going to be, I think, the placement of the football, not just in terms of is it a catchable ball, but does it put the receiver in a position where they can continue to go? I mean, that's what Debo lives off yep. of, right? Yep. So can he be accurate in those ways? Because if you're not, then specific and going back to the offensive line, yeah, those home runs look great. But those need time to develop too. Number one oh, and number yeah. two, you have to work to that. If you can't, if you can't keep the defense on their heels, doing you know with these other mid level plays, then you're never going to be able to have the fun. Which is so funny because this was one of the biggest things with Trey Lance: the running ability and the deep ball ability. And and we might not, we don't know how much we're even going to be able to see it. We, we and that's not to say we won't. Honestly, we just don't know. You know what's funny about Kyle Shanahan and the Forty ers Kyle has a reputation. You talked about it earlier. 
as an offensive genius. Mm-hmm. And he's, I think you have to, even his detractors, I think, have to admit that, yeah, he's proven he can be a really capable play caller. Right. But we look at the offense, cutting edge offense, the 49ers, and there's a lot of truth to that. But when push comes to shove, and we've seen this from all of his 49er teams, the 49ers win by what? Running the ball down your throat. Mm-hmm. Old school football. And like you said, yak, make a catch, run people over. It's kind of, it seems like a contradiction. They've got this uh, cutting edge offense, but a lot of it is just basic old school smash mouth football. Yes. And that's how they're going to win. And if they can do that, of course, there's less of an onus on Trey uh, as he learns where and how to do the things that he is uniquely capable of doing. Yeah. And that's the big thing, too. We're sitting here. Putting all this on Trey, everybody is, but the running game is that that's the engine. Yep. If you can get that running game going, then everything then then we can even begin to talk about Trey. Surprised Trey right? Sherman's not on the team? I didn't think he was gonna I was surprised he was on the original fifty three. I, I was man. surprised for the yeah. fifty three man, yeah. but you know, don't get too comfy, Trey. And I don't think he probably I, I he probably knew. He probably yeah. was praying, but knew he probably it would be it would be close, you know. And then the guy, I apologize, I have it written down. The guy that they signed from the Browns, mm-hmm. yeah, Blake Hance. Mm-hmm. Blake Hance, you heard the story about how he made his NFL debut. Mm-mm. It was in the playoffs a couple years ago, the um, pandemic year, and he actually played his first game, as I understand it, with the Browns in the playoffs. So he comes in the huddle, and Baker Mayfield says, yeah, there's some guy named Blake in there. <laughs> so that's who they signed this week. They picked up. Because he's got some experience and he can play some guard. Some guy named Blake is the newest 49er. That's how, to a degree, not to not to belittle him, because you know, he played last year and he played well, but that's how desperate they are for help along the offensive line. They're bringing in some guy named Blake. Yes, bring him in. Well, you have to. And I think the, the, the word that we, or words we kept hearing during training camp that is not great is musical chairs at the, in the offensive line positions. You don't want to hear that. That's not great, specifically with a rookie QB. And when we would have our redshirt rookie QB second year. Yeah. And when we would Everyone have, says rookie, but yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, for the most part he is. You know, it, yeah. and when we would, we were talking to people that were at training camp there. Yeah, this Spencer Burford, he really just took off. He, he took the position and hasn't given it up. And we're thinking, wow, this guy's a baller. And that's not to say he isn't. But it was also, I mean, who else are you going to put there? Yeah, right. So I think it's a little bit of both. It's like fingers crossed, close your eyes. Hey, I think he can play guard for us. Yes, right. right. But also, this offensive line is not very, not great. Yeah, right now. Yeah. Um, What to you would it take for this to be a successful Forty Nine er season? Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. To me, the bar is very high, given how okay you've had time here to set this up. The defense looks like this is championship caliber. There are some questions depth in at the safety position, but you've got a tremendous uh, defense up front. Trey Lance has been around a while now. You're turning the keys over to him. I think this team has to at least get to another conference championship game. And I know I've talked to JD. He doesn't see it. He thinks that's a little maybe unfair. But to me, if the 49ers come up short of getting to the NFC Championship game again, to me, it's not a successful season. Mm. How about you? Jeez, Whitey, that's pretty rough. Well, I mean, they got there last year. They overachieved last year, 2019. Yeah. You know, they got to the Super you Bowl. You might as well just say Super Bowl or bust. Well, no, but <laughs> I maybe it seems like it's a little subtle difference, but to me it's not. If they get to the NFC title game and lose, I could feel like, all right, that's... 
yeah, all right, that that's okay. You got to at least get back to that level. Otherwise, you're you're backtracking here, and now and then you've got you know all of a sudden uh, you've got to pay Bosa, and you've got more guys you got to pay. I think they need to take advantage of this. I know it's cliche window. Is that one of the terms we yes. can say is oh, way we, overused? Yes, window, the championship window. Yes, yes, I agree with you, but I'm going to use it. The 49ers championship window does appear to be open, and especially in the NFL, they don't necessarily stay open for very long. And you've got to take advantage of it. So let me ask you this, because yes. my answer would be Trey Trey has to get better every game. I agree and with you that. have to go to the playoffs. That's all I would say, because you don't know, right? But I guess my question to you is, in terms of Trey Lance, the take that a lot of people have had, well, if Trey... Because if you're going to go to the NFC Championship, that means Trey would have played fairly well. Right, I mean, he can, you would think you would, think. or at least not badly. Which there's yeah. a lot to be said for that too with this team. So let's say they don't go to the NFC Championship, and let's say Trey showed some flashes. What do you do going into next season? I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, would, you could sign him again. No, see, I, I was going to say no way, but I've learned you can never, you say can never, never say never with Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm basically I'm saying Trey Lance doesn't leave the season looking like the next Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert, where it was very clear. There's still some question marks. Mm -hmm. And you don't get to the NFC Championship game, but you get in the playoffs. What do you do? Yeah, well, it depends on how you get there and everything. And I I understand what you're saying. But to me, given that 2019, 2019, it appeared you were ahead of schedule and you came within... You know, within a whisker of winning the Super Bowl. So to me, you've, 2019 by NFL standards, it's a long time ago, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in a way, it is. So, all right, you you're still there. You're still look look at what happened with the Harbaugh's Forty ers They get the Super Bowl, they lose their NFC Championship game, and then all of a sudden, whoosh, it just ended. Mm-hmm. So you have to take advantage of this. That's why I don't think it's fair to assume that well, they got Trey now. Um, they're going to be a really good team for a long time. In the NFL, it just doesn't always work that way. But, so that's why you have to get back at least as far as you got last year, in my opinion, or else you're going, you're either getting better or you're not. And that's to me, true. Yeah, if you don't get back there, you're not getting better, and that's not a good thing. But that's my whole point on this stuff in terms of Trey Lance. How much time are you willing to give? Like, we better just hope he balls out because there are a lot of people that feel like you, and they should feel like you because – this roster is ready to go, right. right? It's a hot pocket. Just pop it in the microwave, and it's ready to go. Well, I, if he doesn't play well, and that hurts them, I think that's more, obviously, a player's got to play well. But Kyle's the one who set it up this way. He set up this timetable. So some of that's on him as well. Kyle Shanahan, the coach, is always going to be a respected, well-respected offensive coach. If the Trey Lance thing doesn't work out, then Kyle Shanahan, the talent evaluator, I think we could really question if he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got to work this year. Maybe it doesn't seem fair that, well, he, you know, Trey hasn't played a lot. That's true, but the way it's set up is like, all right, you just got to win now. That's the way this has to go. As you uh, pointed out earlier, this isn't a bad team that allows you to learn as we're taking our lumps. We have to win now. Mm-hmm. You have to play well enough for us to win. Yeah. Now. I think about just so that week three when they get the Broncos. Yeah. And they get Mr. Unlimited. Ooh. Sterling, you're going to have to give me a Broncos country pretty soon here. Broncos country, let's rock. <laughs> Love it. And Sterling's wearing a Diamondbacks cap today, by the way. He just he just likes hats. Yeah. I, yeah. Zach Gallen. Boy, he's tough. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you're looking at that week, 
if it doesn't look good and Mr. Unlimited just the Broncos win and win, and let's say the Niners looked okay against the Bears and the Seahawks, but they won because they're better than the Bears and the Seahawks. You get up to your first legit opponent and you just get smacked. I just, even even after that, you can blame it on the media, you can blame it on whoever, and Trey doesn't look good, let's say. How can you, what you just said, each week matters so much. Yeah. Right? Is that still early? Is that a, is that one bump? To me, How many bumps? Bump to me, if you're really committed to that idea, as Kyle Shanahan supposedly said, that, yeah, we're committed to Trey through some early bumps. It's a quarter of the season. And I know you had 17 games now, so you don't clearly have those quarters. But you got to at least do the first four games. You got to give them at least, at least bare minimum. No matter how bad it looks. Four, I think so. I think you're committed to that. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, then you're going to Jimmy, and then, okay, now Trey's back in. Then you got nothing. Yeah, but I, to me, that's how I hear it. You at least, unless he's horrible, and that's not what you described, right? No. Okay. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if he looks like you know, like he's lining up under the guard and stuff. No. No. Gotta, that you got to revisit, which has happened. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I think you got to give him uh, four weeks. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy at least. Roy and Martinez ninety five seven the game. Roy, what's it going to take in your mind for the Niners to have what you'd consider a successful season? Fellas, happy Labor Day. Thank you. I just wanted to, to ask you two a question. To me, it's it's a pretty simple equation. Either play the NFC Championship better than you did last year or a Super Bowl because I my expectation as a fan is that the team gets better every year. Now, here's my question for you. Everybody is saying that this is a, a built-to-win-now team with the expectation of a Super Bowl. Don't y'all think that the general public is missing the point that this is a Super Bowl contending, Super Bowl expectation team with Trey at QB and with the weak O-line? We'd love to hear your thoughts, gentlemen. Thanks, Roy. Did you think that accent was legit? Because it kind of was going in and out a little bit to me. But either way, Roy, yeah, (laughs) Thank you. Very good. I agree with you. That's where it is right now. That's where the expectations, despite the issues with the offensive line and despite the questions about the quarterback, that's where this needs to be right now. It's the freaking 49ers. Yeah. And and you can't say that's the thing about the bumps in the road and things like that, because you can't get up there and say anything other than that. You play to win the game. You play to win a Super Bowl because if you're you're not charging me full price, if this I, I say the same thing about the Giants. They should lower prices on beer. Okay, all that until you put out a, a team that is good. Line up that yesterday. Beer should be free. Exactly. Exactly. But getting back to the Niners. It should be giving out uh, ayahuasca. The only, <laughs> only, only way to get through it. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Right. In terms of the Niners, when you're looking at this season, every season, it is Super Bowl or bust. Uh, and and. In the grand scheme of things, right? That's what they preach, and I think where it is right now, I think it's fair to hold them to that standard. With the with the roster like this, I mean, this is these are no participation trophies, right? right. The Jags, if they got to the playoffs, wow, that's a great season by the Jags because they have eight, no expectations. Nine, it'd be a great season. Right, yeah. They have no expectations. Yeah, yeah. The Niners have been in this spot. You just went to the NFC Championship game. You're handing the keys over to to Trey Lance, and that's why we can sit here and talk about injury, but the, the Niners knew what they were doing, and Jimmy knew what he was doing And it, when it comes to what they want out of this season. They can't, and I get it, if Trey goes down, yes, you have Jimmy, but it's about more than that. 
Maybe if maybe I would be believing the only if Trey gets hurt thing. Not that Kyle ever said that. He said bumps in the road. But we've had reports. I mean, call it training camp or not, but what else are we supposed to go off of? His stats from college or high school? He hasn't played very much football. I know. I know. So we have that one game in college. So everybody wants to sit here and say, oh, it's just preseason. It's just, and he, he played pretty well in preseason. I know he didn't play a lot. Oh, it's just training camp. Who cares? Well, we have to care because there's nothing else to go off of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this is the most recent iteration of Trey Lance that we've seen. I will say this about the scenario that you uh, laid out for us. One thing I think we all learned from last year, I'm sure the 49ers already knew it and Kyle Shanahan knew it, but they proved it last year is, okay, let's say they do the first three games. It's like, eh, it doesn't look great. We we found out last year, um, it's a long season. And, of course, the yeah. season's longer than ever. I mean, they turned that sucker around yes. last three year. and five yeah. at one point. So I get it. And Kyle Shanahan is strong. He's not, gonna, he's not going to be swayed. If he makes a decision, it's going to be because it, it was his decision. He's you know, not- you probably remember, you probably talked about mm-hmm. it. By the way, um, Allen and Kyle are going to be doing – Post game here, right? Yes, sir. Forty nine ers ninety five seven game. So make sure you check that out. But yes, Kyle, Kyle admitted Kyle Shanahan, not Kyle Madsen, that he was close last year to saying, you know what, we're going to bench Jimmy and we're going to let Trey play and play for the future. They mm-hmm. were close to doing yeah. that last year. And if you believe, if you believe, this is I saw Rob Stats Guerrera tweet about this, and that is where I saw the initial tweet that we talked about in terms of those packages with Trey Lance not being the best look for Jimmy. So Rob's, not counter, but addition to that was, if this is true, who and, and things don't look great early, what happens if that same group says, hey, we know the kid, we think he's going to be good pretty soon here, but Trent Williams in his 30s, right? We, we need to go now. That's it. What happens if that conversation happens? Yeah. I, well, to me, that just that sets us right back where, where I say it should be, which is they have to win now. Because, you know, uh, during the play-in year for the Warriors, a lot of people pointed out that uh, Steph's not going to have too many more of these years. You can't waste them. Mm. And then, of course, they, they won last year. Um, but I think you can say that about a lot of these guys on the 49ers, even though they're not, you know, they're not as old as Steph is, but it's football, so you just don't know. And you've got so many really talented players like Bosa and you know Tebow we go on and on and if you're not able to take advantage of that it, it wouldn't be like a disservice to those guys but it would just be a lost opportunity for it, the franchise yes just period because yes, like we, yes. we're just coming off seasons where the Niners were just destroyed by injury can you imagine you go through the season lose in the I don't know let's say you lose in the wild card something like that and you had no injuries to your main players. Debo's good. Bosa's good. All season. And it was just the the up-and-down quarterback play of Trey Lance. Yeah. And everyone – And well, we knew. We knew it was going to take time. You essentially just wasted a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I, I just can't see them – It's so tricky. Yeah. Yeah. What he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get trickier when we get to November 1st or closer to November 1st. And you start seeing who, – who's it going to be? Is, is Tua – Gonna gonna be stinking it up. Is it gonna be Tua? Mm-hmm. Is it gonna be the two the, the Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Two Gloves and with the Steelers? Is who is it gonna be? It's gonna be somebody that they're gonna be right there. All right, should we trade for Jimmy? This might this might take us where we need to go. And then you still have injury. What if a Matt Ryan goes down? The Colts are ready to go, and then the Niners are gonna get their bluff called. Don't they're going to get it called. If you're Jimmy and you're looking at – probably he doesn't spend a lot of time doing this, but if you were Jimmy and you're looking at uh, depth charts, wouldn't you be saying, 
how did I not get a job at one of these right. places? But he did. He maybe he did. And maybe he, he did. And he there. said, "I'm not going. I'm not going there." What's the line of how bad of a team Jimmy would go to? Is it the Seahawks? That's where the line stops. Me personally, I wanted to see him do that because of the theater of it, the drama. Yes, and I can understand why he didn't want to do it. Uh, if that's the case, and I can't, I do think the 49ers, I agree with what Matt Mayoko reported. It made sense to me that the Seahawks would, would look at that and go, that'd be great. And the 49ers would go, we do not want that under any circumstances. It's just, we, we don't want to face Jimmy. Um, so I could understand that. But yeah, I guess if you're Jimmy, do I want to go up there? They're in decline. Uh, I'm not going to have a lot of time. Do you think Jimmy, by the way, do you think he'd be ready for, uh, to step in a week one? Yeah. Doesn't seem like it, but I think that was probably all part of this familiarity plan anyway. with the system, right? right. Maybe like, yeah, other gonna... teams knew that too. Yeah, yeah. Another, we had Eric Crocker on last week, and he talked about even because you know you just see teams and you think they're not great, even though they looked great against the Niners, the the Texans, sp- specifically because that division isn't very strong. So you might look and say, "Why would Jimmy want to go to Houston?" But he could be in a position to surprise some people. Well, the Texans took that game seriously. Didn't I mean, they? they they let it all out. <laughs> They let it they all out. Some leather that in that was their game. Super Bowl. Boom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So that was a little bit sobering. <laughs> all right. Coming up next here. Um, how did Trey really feel about the return of Jimmy G and why people are talking about that today? By the way, when you're happy and you know it in San Diego, there's there is no limit to how you can show it. Endless sunshine, coastline, outdoor adventures inspire waves of feel good vibes. Plan your trip today at San Diego dot org. How did Trey really feel about all this is next here with Alan Styles, Whitey Gleason on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
105.7 The Game. A potentially major Trey Lance controversy has been diffused today, and Twitty Gleason, Alan Styles. I think Alan, I think 95.7 The Game had a lot to do with that, mm-hmm. and I've never been more proud to be part of the station than mm-hmm. I am today. Yeah, I mean, great investigative work by our own Sterling Bennett, you know, just, just putting feet to the fire. Yes. Oh, yeah. What did you mean by that? What did you mean by that? For those who don't know, yes, uh, Albert Breer today, the MMQB, he wrote about a lot of things. Uh, He wrote about Trey Lance and how Trey reacted to Jimmy Garoppolo's return. And he said that uh, my understanding was that uh, Trey Lance was uh, annoyed by that. So obviously people around here especially started talking about that. Sterling Bennett, what did you do, Sterling? You actually uh, tweeted at... Albert, I know you told the story before, but this is a this is quite a story. Yeah, you know it's pretty big deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you're a pretty big deal today. <laughs> but no, I, I just took the quote of him saying that Lance was annoyed, put it on Twitter, tagged Breer. Some people saw it, kind of took off a little bit. And yeah. Breer saw it as well, and was like, "Got to walk this back yeah. a little bit." Uh-oh. This isn't exactly what I said. Yeah, because he, he saw well, Bennett's tweeting this. This thing's gonna blow he up. He dragged right. him ten thousand leagues under the sea, Whitey. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. No, that it's it's kind of crazy right now because this whole thing we've heard in just the last couple weeks. You have people saying, I think the consent, I thought the consensus was that Trey Lance was Kyle Shanahan or is Kyle Shanahan's guy. He was at another pro day. Meanwhile, he was writing plays for Trey Lance. That that's what we had all heard, right? Then you got Mike Lombardi. On the Pat McAfee show last week, running around saying that in 2020, Kyle Shanahan wanted Tom Brady and the the other other higher ups thought no on Tom Brady, so they don't get Tom Brady. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Then he goes story. on to say yeah. that Kyle Shanahan wanted Mac Jones, right? And they said Mac Jones wasn't flashy enough. So this whole thing again, I'm blaming the NFL because there's nothing else going on, but I. I can't believe both of those things because it is, to our knowledge, Kyle Shanahan is pulling majority of these strings. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I can't see a lot of people saying, no, we need to go in and, not tw- and specifically not twice. Right. Tom Brady, maybe. But Turns out that wouldn't have been a bad move. But I know that's not yes, your point. Yeah. Yes. But giving up those picks and you're not going to let Kyle get his guy, I just can't believe that. Right. So uh, after Sterling asked Albert Breer, hey, what's your source? Albert Breer reposted his story and changed um, the part where he says Trey was annoyed to Trey. um, It was a little complicated for Trey to take it first. So backed way off of that. And then Albert Breer came on with... um, uh, with Larry Kruger and Lowe, and further explained that, oh, yeah, I don't know. I misspoke there. My language was too strong. Whatever. So here we are. Um, crisis averted. To the point you just made, Alan, I think you're on the money. There is no reason to think that anybody with the 49ers would say, no, Kyle, you can't do that. I, I know Michael Lombardi, he knows what he's talking about. To me, I do think at one point Kyle was probably, wow, I really like Mac Jones, but no one is going to overrule him. Right. Maybe some people said, well, look at it again. Kyle Shanahan wouldn't have made those decisions on Brady v. Garoppolo or Trey Lance v. Mac Jones. He wouldn't have said, well, I don't know, I guess if that's what you want to do. He wouldn't have done that unless he felt like, yes, okay, I'm convinced. Right. That's how I feel. Yeah. But, again, reports on reports on reports right now. Yeah. 
Well, if he is that really that um, stunning? I mean, if Trey Lance was annoyed, is that surprising? No. If Kyle Shannon at one point was considering doing something else and then decided, no, I'm not going to do that, would that really be that stunning? No. That's part of the process. It's all part of the process, but the idea that they talked him out of Mac Jones, that's where you lose me. Yeah. I, I, I can't now, see it because, yeah. Here's the... I asked... Somebody at the station was talking to somebody with the 49ers, and just because... It, it's, not, I don't mean to be secretive, but I, I don't know if anyone would want me to share this, but apparently the 49ers said to somebody here at the station who just shared this with me secondhand, I wasn't involved in this, mm-hmm. the 49ers said, look, what it was is there was another coach on the staff who's not there anymore, and you could figure out who that is if you care, but that coach really wanted to go with Mac Jones. Mm. And that coach, is uh, he was involved with the quarterbacks. I think he also was a big Sudfeld guy. That coach isn't there anymore. I don't know if that's true, but the 49ers are some of the 49ers who will tell you that's what happened. It wasn't so much Kyle as there was somebody else Mm -hmm. who really was pushing for Mac Jones, and Kyle decided to go another way. Hey, and maybe they'll both be Hall of Famers. Yeah. And maybe neither of them will be. Mm -hmm. We get to finally... The games! We get to finally put to bed this the pre-talk. At least we can just... Now we can overreact week by week. Yeah. It's, it's even better. You know that it's not like the Trey Lance talk's going away anytime sooner than Jimmy Garoppolo talk. Do you think, though, that there are going to be a lot of fans if Trey struggles? That for all the 49er fans that got to get rid of Jimmy, he's terrible. Oh, it's the reason they haven't won a Super Bowl. Are we then going to hear a lot of fans going, Jimmy, Jimmy, they need Jimmy to save the season? I think they're just going to be very upset because knowing you wanted to move off of Jimmy is one thing if you're the Niners. That's one decision that I don't think a lot of people would, even Jimmy fans, wouldn't necessarily argue. The question is what you decided to do after you moved off of Jimmy. That's the one that's more of the head scratcher. But like we always say, we use the G word for Kyle Shanahan. If he's a genius, Mm -hmm. then you can still miss, be a genius and miss, but... He's going to put Trey Lance in some really good situations. You know, Tom Brady, when he was on, he was on the barbershop, right? And he was mm-hmm. telling the story about, we think he was talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, they're staying with that MFR. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't blame Trey Lance if he had a similar reaction when he found out that, oh, Jimmy's coming back, right? Yeah. What? what, what? So if he was annoyed, of course he was. It was all stunning. Well, I couldn't believe it when I heard it. I was on vacation last week. He's like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. I wasn't annoyed, but if I was Trey Lance, I would have been, at the very least, somewhat perturbed. Yeah. Uh, what is your take on the... This is this was what we continued to hear when this news f- first broke. Well, if Trey can't handle this, well, then clearly he's not the guy. Do you think it's that simple? Um, I don't think there's any reason to think he can't handle it. Even if he's... I, there is some truth to that. He should handle it, and I'm sure they think he can handle it. But both things can be true. He could be able to handle it, but still go, hey, what? What is going on with that? That doesn't mean he can't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. But I do. I guess to answer your question, if I understand it right, yeah, he does have to handle this if he's going to be yeah. you know, an NFL, stinking NFL player. And initially, you probably had guys that you had to, when you played college mm-hmm. baseball, right? There were guys like, wow, if I don't play well. Yeah. You know, they're my roommates. Tony's going to take my spot. Right. Right. Yeah. And and Tony sucks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but if, if I can't do my job, then Tony deserves to play. That's, yeah. that's how you got to yeah. look at it. Yeah. And I think when I first heard. Those on the calls and the text lines. I, I Tony thought, couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat, by no, the way. No, terrible at curveballs. Yeah. Terrible swinging at curveballs. How about Evan's curveball? Could he, could he hit Evan's curveball? I, I liked the curve. My issue was the changeup. Oh, okay. Because I wouldn't strike out, but it was just a yeah. weak ground ball to second base. Okay. You know, but I oh, can you're make a lefty. Contact. Yeah, I can make contact, but yeah. 
not my fave to, to wait back on it. Um, going back to, yeah, if, if handling it, right, whether you can handle it or not. At first, I thought people were being a bit harsh. He's 22 years old. He's not going to have the same amount of rope as he would have if you didn't have Jimmy and it was just Brock Purdy back there. But the more I thought about it and the more I thought about the Justin Fields of the world and these other quarterbacks that are in worse situations, I mean, if you had to pick one, I'd probably pick Trey's 10 out of 10 times. Yeah, yeah. I To me, just the idea that, well, if he can't handle this, he, he can't play in the NFL anyway. To me, that's just obviously true of virtually anybody in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a little different when he hasn't played a lot, but oh, well, that's where we are. And it's the National Football League. It's not, you know, the Sunday School League. Honey, you're, oh, well, that's okay. You can keep playing. So I think he probably on some level knows that. He may not appreciate Jimmy being back, but he knows that he has to play well. Of course he does to keep yes. his job. But I guess the question becomes and where this thing is going to take legs. As we've already said multiple times, if Trey plays well, we won't have to deal with any of this. But let's say he does it. And let's say we get I don't to, wanna, but okay. Let's let's say we get to week six, week seven, and at some point, Jimmy does come in and save the day. The B word will get used. Do you think it would be fair to use the B word? Which B word now? Bust. Oh, okay. I thought benching. <laughs> I was like, hmm. There's other B words that I didn't. I didn't think. No. Play. no. <laughs> if he's really bad, other than that, um, if if I understand the, the scenario you described, to me, I think the best thing to do there would be. All right, Jimmy's proven he can come off the bench and play well when you need him to. So let's just go with that. We're going to give Trey a chance to play better. And then we've got Jimmy, if we need him, to come to the rescue. If we have to do that, you know, like two or three times, then we got to make a change. If it happens once, that's why we have Jimmy. But again, it depends on a lot of things that we'll never know. How is Trey coming along with his reads? How is he developing? Is he making the same mistakes over and over? You know, that's stuff that really only the coaches know. If that's the case, yeah, then you got a problem. Mm. Yeah. I, it's just, even if you just look at this more big He's going to be fine. He's, he's going to be, be pretty fine. good to good, and then eventually he's going to be really good. With some flashes, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. But if you do what you did and you bring Jimmy back, we're going to have these conversations, which sure. we probably wouldn't have if it was just Brock Purdy back there. But at the end of the day, if you're a Niners fan, are you just a little tired of this? Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean... You went up, you gave up the picks, you get the draft, you're thinking, great, now we can just start fresh, yeah. no more back and forth, no more drama, oh wait, we got the project QB. I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, well, thank goodness, at least we're finally, you know, Jimmy, whatever happens, we're going to be done with that. Yeah. And we ain't! No. There is, the limit does not exist. <laughs> does not exist. Well, as we get ready to find out, what the 49ers are going to do and whether they um, should be in these preseason predictions and everything about you know who's getting to the Super Bowl. Let's turn our attention, Alan, to uh, some information you brought in here and the Warriors. And I know it's a ways off here. Not really. September. Yeah, preseason. Season September. starts next month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, um, you found the, I think it's an annual NBA GM survey. Yeah, ESPN survey GMs. And I don't, I looked at it via Twitter, so I'm not sure what the other options were. But the bottom line is that more GMs, more GMs thought it was possible, it was more probable that the finals would be Clippers Bucks than it would be of a rematch between the Celtics and the Warriors. And I don't know if that has more to say about they're saying more about the Celtics or they're saying more about. 
the Clippers or the Bucks? I mean, the Clippers are essentially the Bills this yeah, year. Everyone yeah. is just, and the, at least the Bills did something last season. Mm-hmm. The last time I checked, you get older, you don't necessarily get healthier. <laughs> so the idea that the Clippers are going to just all of a sudden be healthy all season. Well, I, I got to see it first. People love their coach with good reason. Ty Lue's a mm-hmm. really good coach. And then this whole thing, Paul George and Kawhi, are they healthy? If are they, they can stay healthy, go? okay, yeah. that's a big if. Yeah, if they can stay healthy and if they can stay on the floor. I thought one of the things that hurt the Clippers um, during the bubble year was the fact that all throughout the regular season, um, you know, they were trying to make sure everybody was healthy enough for the postseason. So a lot of load management, which I get, but then you get to the point where you're playing the most important games and you have no cohesion, especially at the defensive end, because they haven't been on the floor enough. Mm-hmm. So that's an issue with them. But I do think the Clippers are going to be really good. They're going to be I really good. Be really good. I mean, I think I, you hit the nail on the head, though, in terms of this idea. You're just go. I mean, they haven't played together in and a while. Kawhi hasn't played. We don't know Kawhi if he's anything close to Kawhi yeah. anymore. Yeah. Everyone thinks he's just the same guy from the Raptors who wouldn't have won if Kevin Durant and Clay weren't injured anyway. All let right. Me, let me give you this one to kind of get things going a little bit. But I I think that a Clippers Nets final is more likely than a Warrior Celtics final again. And some of that I say because it's really hard for both teams to get back. Gallinari, it turned out Clippers they, Nets? Yes. Yes. I think the Nets have a chance to be really good this year. And I know everyone says they don't know what they're crazy, they're all head cases. But there's a chance that that could work there. I mean, there's a chance. What do you got? What do you got? Look, I'm not even positive. If you were to make me lay a bet down on whether or not Ben Simmons will ever play basketball again, I'd ask, well, what's the line? Because there's a chance that (laughs) I I, I might be taking that bet. If he doesn't play, then yeah, I don't think they're going to make the finals. I I don't. Ben Simmons does not like, he does not love basketball. He woke up one day and he was really talented. Right, and he was what is he six nine, and he thought, yeah, I could be pretty good at this. He likes, he likes what basketball brings him. Okay, he's at the U.S. Open getting booed. Whether he should have been booed or not, conversation for another day. He likes, you know, be, being a celebrity, but he does not like basketball. And when you have, I think he likes it, but he doesn't love. He does it. not love it. You. He does not love it. You have Kevin Durant who didn't want to be there. He he got his bluff called right. Like I I, I made the joke. It, it was when we were kids. And you ran from home, right? You tried to run away yes, from home. Yes, I heard home. you say that. Yeah, yeah. And then you I come back because you had no yeah. money. That yeah. was Kevin Durant. You tweeted that, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I did as well. And then you have Kyrie, who is just the ultimate X Factor. You just have no clue what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, we talked. I talked about last year with the Warriors, them having the most ifs going into the season. But if all these ifs actually came to fruition, they could do some things. And they did. Jordan Poole balling out. Clay coming back. Andrew Wiggins take another step. They all happen, right? Yep. The amount of ifs on that Nets team... No, you're right. ...exceeds the the Warriors tenfold. But if they do all hit, I see where you're coming from. Kevin Durant, I think, loves basketball. Mm -hmm. I agree with you about Ben Simmons. Durant, I think, loves basketball. And, you know, he... He said he wanted to be traded, and then the things he said about uh, it's either me or the coach and the GM, I don't think he even meant that. I think maybe, you know, his representation said, you, we got to force your way out of there. You got to, I don't think he meant, I think that's one reason they were able to get back together on that. Right. I don't think he necessarily meant that. Kyrie has probably never been as motivated as he's going to be this year to play well because he's going to be a free agent. 
So I think mm. if we're ever going to see really good Kyrie again, I think we're going to see it this year. You're right. It's an open question. But I think there's a good chance we're going to see Kyrie. They have some issues at center, and this is the key to the whole thing. There's a good chance we're going to see Ben Simmons playing some center for them. They're just holding down the center position. Yeah. He's not a classic center. But, you know, there's things he doesn't like to do, and he doesn't do very well, like eh, shoot a three. For his career, Alan, I think he's five for 34 for his career. Three-point shooting. Yeah, which is so. But on this team, he's not going to have to do a lot of that. He's an excellent passer, and he's a really good defender, and he's good in transition. So I think there's a chance that comes together just because it's like, hey, you know what, guys? This is like our last chance, and there is a lot of talent there. Well, what you're saying is he, he will be their Draymond. Pretty much. He could be, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and you have to be on a team like that for it to work. That's why we're going to get back. I'm sure once we get going, because we it's Joe been, Harris, Seth Curry, yeah, it's been quiet on the the Draymond front in, in terms of that <laughs> wanting the the max extension and things like that. But these conversations are right around the corner because that's the, that's the confusing thing about Draymond. He's not getting them. Come on, no, I, I don't think so either. He'll get close. I don't though. blame him for wanting one, but he ain't going to get a max yeah. extension. Those guy, guys like that. They could play on any team, but Ben Simmons, I mean, to, to unlock what he has, you see some of the spacing pictures with Draymond, and they're just terrible, right? Ben Simmons would have similar pictures, but when you – Draymond has the Splash Brothers, Ben Simmons would have Kyrie and Kevin Durant you can, and Joe Harris, and Seth, you can pull it off. This is if, – and if Ben Simmons does not play – on the Nets, I'm taking that, or this coming season, I'm taking that bet that he will never play basketball again. Yeah, yeah. Did you, I don't, I don't know if this is true, I heard this, that when the Nets are playing home games and Ben Simmons plays, they're going to take out the three-point line and they're going to put in a three-pout line. Did you, oh, is that true? Or gosh. Have you guys heard that? Is it? No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I saw it on, you know, the internet, so it's, it's, it's probably not true. Cite your sources. Cite yeah. your sources. Yeah, there you go. Hey, Albert Breer told me, okay? <laughs> uh, the Warriors from the 510. The Warriors may have had the most ifs, but they also had uh, the most championship experience with their players and coaches. And, and uh, yes. you know, he didn't say it or she didn't say it, but culture Culture. You know, I think that played a role last year mm-hmm. when we saw from the Warriors. I think it's going to be really hard for the Warriors this year, an older team, um, you know, to come back and do it for a second year in a row. I'm not saying they can't do it, but I think it's going to be tougher for an older team to get back. They can, but it's going to be really tough. You need Kaminga to take a big step for multiple reasons. Because, and this is something that, How again, about Jimmy Wiseman, too? Well, you just need him on the court. Yeah. I mean... Low. I'm, I've got a low bar for James Wiseman right now. All right, but when, seems like I touched a nerve there. I'm no, sorry. no. I, we just got to see. We just got to see. You're right. You know when? Oh, people come after me on Wiseman because I never thought I. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on Wiseman. I'd like to see him play more. Here's the here's here's the elephant in the room in terms of here's the, the big fly in the room. Oh, I yeah. It's probably he probably regenerated and is coming back again. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole. At the end of this season, everyone that I've talked to, if you looked at the cap numbers, it's it's becoming more common knowledge that one of them will not be a, a warrior after this season. And if Kaminga does his thing, it allows you to let Wiggins walk. But if you if you want to, maybe you would rather have Kaminga and Wiggins instead of Poole. But if Kaminga doesn't take that step, and you still need Wiggins, or and and I would say Clay is important too. How much defensively can he do? How much better is he now? You know, being 
more time removed from those injuries, those are the big question marks because money-wise, it doesn't seem like they're going to be able to keep Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins. And now you got Draymond on the side saying, I'm trying to get cashed out too. Yeah, yeah, because Wiggins will be unrestricted, right? Jordan mm-hmm. Poole would be restricted. Yes. Here's the interesting thing about Kaminga to me, and I see it more the way you have, and I always have. I see Kaminga as more of a three, and he can certainly play a you know four. Some see him as eventually a replacement for Draymond. I've heard that too. I think it all remains to be seen. We don't know who he's going to be. Yeah. You know, he could be. He's still only, what, 12 years old or whatever he is? <laughs> yeah, he still so can't walk gonna... into a bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, a lot of that's going to depend on physically just how he matures. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's the thing about Draymond. Draymond, I don't think there's any way, if I'm the worst, I don't even consider giving him a max extension because of his injury history and how old he would be at the end of that. That said, he's going to be hard to replace. It's like, Kaminga will be Draymond. Well, Kaminga can't give you this stuff Draymond's right. given you. Right. No? We really do this stuff all this time. We do it all the time. We we call Patrick Mahomes generational talent and then say, maybe someone else has the next Patrick Mahomes. Which is it? Mm-hmm. Right? We do it all the time. Yes. You know, there's not going to be another Draymond. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your holiday. Make sure you don't go away. Alan, thank you so much. I, always, I very much enjoy working with you. It's been fun. Love yeah. it, Whitey. Yeah. Always a good time. And how about Evan and uh, Sterling today? Huh? Oh, Sterling, yeah. MVP of the mm-hmm. station yeah. today. Wow. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the 49ers, the red and gold roundtable with Bonte Hill, Damon Bruce, and Kyle Madsen. It's coming up next right here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.